Welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL. The LA Rams are Super Bowl champions. Did they win it or did the Bengals lose it? The NFC's wide open, big QB carousel coming along. Where is Tom going? Come back to us. And the top 10 things to look forward to before week one. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 121. Pop it into your ears, share it, spread it, give it a hug. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Lambo, and wherever you're listening right now. Wherever you're listening right now, uh, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, ni hao, privyet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and vanagam. And Sinyan Kwila, anybody listening in China. Uh, that's Happy New Year. They got a different New Year's than us. The world's big folks. Get out and see it. Uh, Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. Sounds kind of weird, but it was that kind of season. No team really had a perfect year. Everybody was a little bit up and down. The Rams got good and got hot at the right time. That's what happens when you sign a bunch of all-stars to your squad and they actually do their job. Uh, it was good, great Super Bowl. 119 people, 119 million people watched it. That's up like 15% from last year. And that's last year was Brady versus Mahomes. Just goes to show you when you legalize betting, more people will watch. Uh, and that's where football is going. Pretty awesome stuff. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady retired, Aaron Rodgers. Now single again because Shailene Woodley figured, you know what? This guy's really into himself, just like we figured out a long time ago. Uh, I wish I could have bet on that as soon as he did the anti-vax chat. It was over from his Hollywood lady. Uh, anyway, so the QB carousel is going to be interesting. Got some rumors that make some sense. Rumors that don't make sense, like Jimmy G to the Steelers. Steelers are in the toughest division in football, folks. They're not going to get a guy with a season pass to the hospital. All right. Just wipe that rumor out right now. NFL drafts coming up. I don't think I've been less excited for an NFL draft in like Tell 10 them. years. Very so weird. So not excited. <laughs> they got to get these quarterbacks up in the up in the rankings. Someone's got to make a move. I think it'll be the Steelers, but we'll talk about that too. Uh, futures for next year. And this is going to tie into a theme of the show. The NFC is wide open. The AFC is a gauntlet. So there's about four or five, maybe six teams to pick in the AFC. But the NFC, I can pretty much justify almost anybody as a futures pick. And we'll get into that. I'm joined, as always, by my producer, by our producer, and uh, one of my best friends in the whole goddamn world. The mustache twisting, bungee jumping, fly boarding Huck Media from HuckMedia.ca. We call him Huck Daddy. And he's helped produce and his team at Huck Media, all 121 episodes of Look Who's Talking NFL. Thank you for listening, folks. We've uh, tripled our audience. We reached 60,000 accounts last week with all of our social media. Follow us at Who's Talking. You can follow Weird Mike, who's the red, uh, hottest handicapper that I follow or know in this last month and a half. He made a very, very specific bet on the Super Bowl, which he announced last episode, and it actually hit like a very specific bet. He spread the word and made a lot of people a lot of money. Weird Mike, what was that bet, and uh, how was your Super Bowl? Uh, in addition, I uh, shared it on the Instagram Live as well a couple hours before kickoff. Thanks to everybody who joined us there. That was some good fun, baby cat. Had a little mouthful going, so... Uh... 
the other weird Mike got the call and you know, everybody filled in good stuff. Happy <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Big dog came on. Yeah. <clears throat> Winner of the spread pool there. Uh, very impressive picking. Yes. Congrats. Um, so what was the pick? What was the pick? In case anybody Bowl. missed it last week. Rams by three. Rams by three. Exactly. Exactly. They had won three of their last four games, including the last two by three points. Exactly. They have a kicker that only kicks within 45 yards, like a junior varsity team. And they rely on this guy that mix missed extra point at the start of the game. God bless you, Johnny Hecker, who had one of the worst games of his professional career. This guy has some of the best NFL punter plays ever. And this guy botched a snap, two botched punts. Anyway, thank you, Johnny Hecker. One kicker to a next 26 hundo splash Rams by three further to that. I spread the word to a random source who spiked a quick 10 K. I told him earlier in the year, uh, God bless legalized marijuana and delivery service, by the way, shout out all you delivery guys out there. Hey, Letting you, us- you were hating on it when it first happened. Okay. <clears throat> he said this was going to ruin weed. <laughs> it didn't. It, it, it almost has. it's been saved anyway (laughs) blah 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 ipso facto buddy's got an extra extra 10 units in his pocket and i got a couple of bonus gummies coming for the next couple of months so if you're doubting folks this is when we first started this you know five seasons ago you know we were talking to a bunch of our friends and you guys are going to make your own bets like you know some maybe you might some might listen to us but four years later, and, you know, 10, 15, going up on 20,000 downloads. Yo, I get messages when I'm wrong. Mike gets messages when he's wrong and or right. And now some guy, because he was picking at 75%, listened to him when he said Rams by exactly three and threw down $1,000 on it. So it's cool now that we are slowly but surely joining the NFL media world and actually affecting people's bank accounts. We hope we're doing it for the positive. Uh, We haven't been in the negative as a show since we started, and I'm very proud of that. So uh, good on you, Mike. Rams minus three. Now let's talk about that Rams minus three because that was fucking close. Uh, We talked about this just in the opening. You know, did the Rams win it? Because again, yes, yes, that that last drive by Stafford and Cup was amazing. So I'm not taking anything away from that. This is football, and they seize their opportunity. But goddamn, the Bengals had that fucking game. They were up four with three separate drives in the fourth quarter, uh, where a few a field goal up seven, a touchdown pretty much ends the game. Let's take you back to the last drive. All right. Bengals are Bengals are pressing. They're down by three. They just need a field goal to tie it. All right. First, the first uh, at uh, this particular set of downs, their last set of downs on the first first down, they get nine yards to Boyd. All right. Now it's second and one second and kind of a long one. And they choose instead of just getting the, the, the for sure first down. This is something that I loved about the Bills game plan in the playoffs, whether it was the Chiefs, whether it was the Patriots. They on second and short, they were they weren't fucking around. They were just getting the first down. Let's get a new set of downs, new set of downs, new set of downs, trying to never get to third down. Well, not the Bengals, not on this drive. Second and one. 
right around just before midfield. And again, they only need a field goal. This is when they decide to go for it. So they do play action and Burrow gets pressured immediately. And he tosses a deep ball home run to Jamar Chase, just one-on-one coverage. Chase either stumbles, doesn't get the message. It's a throwaway. In fact, it kind of went out of bounds a little bit. Looks like Chase might have been able to toe tap if he was even anywhere close. He was 20 yards away. Basically, throwaway on second and one. Most important drive of your franchise. Okay? Maybe a good idea to try to just get the one yard there. Either way, now you're at third down. You don't give it to your franchise back. Mixon was not hurt. Maybe they're just saving him for the next set of downs. I'm not sure, but he was not in there. Perine's in there. They're backup running back. All right? So you give it to Perine, and who gets about to the line? Sam J. Perine. Sam J. Perine. Sam J. Perine. He gets no, no about Perine. Perine? Sam J. Perine. Perine. Okay, Perine. Sorry. Uh, exactly, by the way, just to sort of sum all this up. <laughs> it's the most important third down of your franchise. And a pretty big, damn big football fan can't pronounce the guy's last name. Either way, that's who you gave the ball to. And he gets about, you know, within about a half yard, honestly, of the line of scrimmage. And all he's got to do is reach the ball forward. Now, I know whether you reach or not in that situation, you don't want to fumble the ball, but there wasn't exactly a lot of guys around. Aaron Donald was just grabbing his, his waist and he's just got the ball double tucked with his hands. All he has to do is literally lean his hand forward. Boom. It's third and one, man. This is the Super Bowl. Maybe you should just try to reach for the, for the first down. It was third and one. Like it, it's like he thought it was third and four and he just wasn't going to get it. And he may as well not fumble. Also, very bad spot. I noticed it right away. So he, he doesn't reach. He gets pulled down. It's obviously not a first down, but I thought he was maybe about eight inches short, six inches short. Uh, they, they basically give him no gain and they, there's no measurement. This is the most important fourth and one in Bengals history. And Zach Taylor does not ask for a mem- uh, does not ask for a, for a measurement. He still has a timeout left, by the way, which he ended up just not even using. No measurement, no nothing. Now it's fourth and one. And we get a shotgun, empty set. Okay, there's not even an RPO. There's nothing that lets Aaron Donald think that he might have to tackle the running back. All right? Got Aaron Donald, the most juiced up man. Not steroids, just juice, like actual energy juice. And now you let him know, hey, if you stop, if you can just get to the quarterback and make him rush his throw, you win the Super Bowl. I feel like a running back in the back background there would have really helped the fourth and one call, but screw it. Anyway, uh, Ramsey fell down. Chase is wide open. The Bengals had an extra second. Joe finds him. Different story. But uh, I thought the play call on second down, third down, and then fourth down. Uh, really, you know, just, um, just horrible, horrible last set of downs for the, for the Bengals. One thing we didn't talk about, too, is the holding call. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, it's a more about this is more of a long play. You're up, you're going on with the the intricacies of the drive. Yeah. And they all make sense, but the narrative of Roger and the city of LA and this evil empire of an owner, this Bruce Wayne Alfred's cronky type, uh is it's finally lifted over. We we don't know what was happening behind the scenes to get this done. Now everybody could take a breath. You talk about 119 million people. Yeah. Guess how many people are. Guess how many people are in LA. I think that's just in the United States. Yeah. Like we're talking North America. 
we're talking just like when the Giants are in the Super Bowl, you get the whole New York metropolitan. We're just talking about instant number spike because it's the home team and it's all stuff they wanted. So to me, just total, total on script with what they wanted. Sure. Sam J. Perrine could have stuck the ball over the line. Right. And how, and how could he not? What are yeah. you doing, Sam J? <laughs> That's what I mean. What are you doing, Sam J? Also, the, the fourth and one call, nobody was open except Chase. As in, like, they didn't have anyone open in, like, for a three, four-yard pass. Nobody was open. That was really Chase the was only was thing. open because Ramsey fell. That was it. Two things went wrong with my Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know, very fortunate if only two things went wrong for yours, everybody. It's a bit of a snowstorm here in southern Ontario. Bit of an ugly day. Um, if Joe Burrow threw a pick on that last play, he was just getting rid of it. That was up for grabs. That was yeah. another 2K for yeah. Weird Mike. Oh, oh God. my God. Not all that lost, but was Prey and Huckster. But we're talking team party minus Hewlett, bro. I'm talking me and you and Leslieville grabbing some shots. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're out there doing your thing. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, Super Bowl Sunday. What are you going to do, baby? Well, you got your Rams by exactly three. I don't feel bad for you for not no, missing the pick. No. Cherry, cherry, I, cherry time. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy for you. Personally, my number one and number two pick was well on the way. Well yes. on the way to a great uh, Super Bowl, possibly MVP. Uh, and that's what happens with overs and props. Sometimes injuries hurt. Uh, Debo tweeted, yo, they got to get rid of turf, you know, because these gra the grass teams that play on mm. turf. Anyway, well, we'll get into that later. No, no, yo, but yo, listen to Debo, man. Listen to Debo. The, the, the turf thing. You know, like they it, it grabs the spikes a little bit more than the grass. Not to mention it's hard. I feel like football 20 years from now is going to have like some sort of really soft, almost wrestling mat like grass. Yes. And they're going to they're going to look back like to this era and be like, why? Why did we let these people play on like such hard, hard turf and grass? Like anyway, further to, you, you mentioned Debo. It's just a new generation before the fast guy was. Dante Hall, you know, 5'9", 30, you know, 180 pounds. You know, Debo's now 6'3", 232, coming for you. Like, this guy's yep. an animal. So, like, they, they do have to adapt to the changing speed and mobility of, of bigger players. It'd Absolutely. be interesting to see what amount of, like, ACL and MCL injuries happen on turf as opposed to grass, you know? I'm sure there's some stats out there. We'll get Leslie on it. That seems like a deep dive, though. She might need a couple episodes for that one. Uh, so one thing, the, though, you, that did get did brought up. I cashed the MVP bet too. Cooper Cup made before the NFC title game. That a boy. <clears throat> Thank God they gave it to him. Honestly, I could care less about the bet. The guy who just won the triple crown. This guy goes for 102 touchdowns, including five on the final drive to win the Super Bowl. And they, it was a question if he was going to get the MVP. Well, they, like, if there's, 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 see, this is funny. There's an argument out there, like the same thing that bugged us before about the early MVP voting might have actually saved you this time because there was talk that if it was actually happened like once the clock hit zeros that Aaron Donald might have got it. I would have been uh, I would have been cheesed if Donald got it. Of course you would have been cheesed. I'm just saying what what people are saying. I'm not sure if it's just opinion. Anyway, one thing that people are talking about, which is hard not to agree with, is the, I mean, okay, to be fair. They missed the offensive pass interference when the guy grabbed when he Higgins grabbed Ramsey's face mask. 
thought it was his mouth guard. I thought it was his mouth guard. <laughs> Shut up. I paused the Super Bowl live <laughs> and framed it because if this guy grabbed his mouth guard and got the winning touchdown, what the fuck kind of prediction would have that been? That would have been crazy. From, that would have been fucking insane. Everybody. Yeah. I would have got a plane and just driven around. I would have hired a, what, a Cessna with a banner. Huck, you would have got your, your nice footage out of this. You would have went on the GTA, weird Mike, put your mouth guard in. Just going around a beautiful Sunday coast down by the bluffs into Burlington. I paused it. It was an inch away. It was an inch away from his mouth guard. So that happened. And so there's a lot of people saying that the, the kind of shitty holding call uh, on, Lo- I think it was, what's his name? Logan, uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals linebacker who was actually playing a great game. Oh, you didn't see that penalty coming a million miles away? That's all Regardless, the cronky shit. Okay, I don't believe that the game's a consp- in some big it's conspiracy not, theory. It's not. It's not. It's not. So until until it is. Okay, but it, either way, not only was it a shitty holding call on the third and nine, which would have made it fourth and goal from the nine yard line. Uh, not only that, but I saw a video. We'll I'll repost it. Uh, on that particular play, the entire offensive line false started and like not like a little bit a lot of it <laughs> i remember seeing it live thinking like oh they're gonna call this back like i don't know what's happening either the the, the whole defense moved and it's a touchdown or the whole offense moved and like they got to replay this and then they didn't mention that but then i saw it on instagram a day later uh so very curious to say the least and if you're a hardcore bengals fan and not just a guy with a bengals future i'd be pissed but you know, ipso facto, blah blah blah. The Rams won. <laughs> I got one more thing. Oh, go ahead. I mentioned the Dan Marino, uh, Joe Burrow comparison, which now takes has now been repeated. Strength. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's one little caveat to that, and that's the coach. It was eerily similar to McVeigh's first Super Bowl, where he froze in the moment, only scoring the three points, sort of not bringing the offense to life. Until the end, he, he he did it the other way. He choked it out at the end. And anyway, just I, I think the coach might have a little more stones than I'm giving credit for. So you know, sort of a you know, Marino had Shula, who already had the best years behind yep. him. So may, maybe the motivation waned as you know X Y Z entered his life. I think a lot of it has to do. What with do you think, you? A lot of it has to do with division. I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, this hypothesis of yours. Cause I thought again, it's like, wow, I can't believe no one else said that, you know? However, <clears throat> this team called the Buffalo bills and Jim Kelly came along and really shut down Marino's chances for a few, for like right in his prime there. Right. All four of right. those super bowl visits, we'll call them by the bills. Like that's Dan Marino's prime. You know, he's like late twenties, <laughs> early thirties. Prime. And it's just, it's so your division means a lot. With Cincinnati's division, I don't see Cleveland being better next year. You know, like they're still a tough competitor. Maybe a game. I'll take be a game. Yeah, I'll take Cincy to be better than them. I think there's. I think they got the Ravens number, and the Ravens just got rid of Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator. They're kind of rebooting a little bit. So I think the Bengals still be ahead of them, and the Steelers don't have a quarterback. So if they do have a window, at least to win that division, but then you're still going to have problems with the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Bills and the the Pats and whoever else, if Aaron goes to Broncos, that's a problem. Um, 
We don't know what's going on in Miami. Once you Nobody get to knows the, what's going on. Once you get to the playoffs, definitely murderers row in the AFC. But I still I, I could see the Bengals making the playoffs, at least for these next few years, pretty consistently, because they're still the best team in their division, definitely the best quarterback in their division. But it'll be tough. Get maybe get maybe get an indoor facility there. Owner of the Bengals. Come on. Uh last thing. Uh last thing about the Super Bowl. Oh, what was I what was I gonna say? Uh, I really, I really uh, felt you. I really felt for you when OBJ went down, man. That was a, that was a oh. really weird. That was a really weird time to go down, and, right in the groove, like weird. And I knew, and I knew because like that, those non-contact injuries when he's just, it was like, it was like the pass in practice when you got vertigo, because the pass was actually about two feet behind him. I won't tell the story, but the pass was about two feet behind him. You know, if the pass is true, if the pass is right in his basket, shit, he that there's yards over. There's 200 bucks right there. You know what? Either I way, did? I, sh- I felt I bad for him. Should have doubled down on the uh, MVP not being a QB. That's uh, that was a that was a smart play with so much on the line for Stafford and so so little uh, in the pocket for Burrow. You know, it yeah. was a bit of a miss. Um. <laughs> One thing I th- I feel like Collinsworth like it was it was a bad showing for for Chris Collinsworth at the Super Bowl like they they were he was yada yadaing a lot of stuff they you know they the 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 really bad holding call like Al Michaels is like what do you think basically begging him to say like yo that's a shitty call and he's just fucking stroking Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford like he's already decided like I think the Rams are gonna win. Collinsworth decides who he thinks is going to win the game with about six minutes left and decides to just stroke them. And anyway, I'm, I, I just remembered the very uh, done with Chris Collinsworth. I, I think they're done. They, they, they said goodbye in the, in the post game. They had well, like I think Al Michaels, of, uh, I think Al Michaels is going to Amazon for Thursday night football. And it looks like Aikman might be joining him. And then it'll be, it'll be Tarico and Collinsworth on Sunday. No, night football. They, they, they'll bring somebody. It'll be Tarico and breeze. Collinsworth's, him and Al are the pair. I'm telling you, Carl, it's he's still on contract. Nah, you're going to get some. You know, Russell Dalrymple is going to get there at NBC. He just made that name up. He just made it's that the, name up. It's the it's the president from Seinfeld when they're making the pilot. Okay, falls in love with Elaine. Russell Dalrymple. That's right. You didn't get that. I had to explain that. Some people got that hardcore first time. <clears throat> uh, the second thing that was wrong with my Super Bowl, the non-pick. I watched the second quarter on mute trying to get baby cat down so I could get up for the halftime. So I could go outside and put it on my ear pods and uh, get down with it. But uh, so I missed a lot of Collinsworth. I, I, there's no way. There's no way. I think it'd be a huge mistake from MDC to force him onto another pairing. The only that, reason he was tolerable was because of Al Michaels. Get ready for this mistake though. I'm telling you like this thing no, that you don't think that, that you're scared time, of is about time. to happen. There's, there's time. I'm not really scared, but there, there's time. They might throw Breeze in there, Tariko and Breeze. I'm okay with that. Um, now, again, I gave you uh, three things I was pretty damn confident in or uh, for the Super Bowl. Obviously, the first two were OBJ, yards and catches. Spread. He gets hurt. He gets hurt. What are you going to do? Uh, he was well well on pace. He was literally on pace for a 200-yard game. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I, I freaking nailed is how to live bet the Super Bowl. It, it couldn't have happened more to the script that I said. I'm not, I'm not going to spend too long pumping my own tires here, but I told you 
The Rams are going to put pressure on Burrow, and they're going to struggle in the first quarter. The Rams are going to go up 7 nothing, And once the Bengals have to punt on their second drive and the Rams get the ball back up 7 nothing with a couple minutes left in the first quarter, you're going to get a spread of about 8.5 or 9.5 for the Bengals. And don't do the money line. Do the spread. And then Joe Burrow is going to come back, and that spread will never be in danger. And that's exactly what happened. And I want to shout out uh, Adam from Storyteller Beverages for following me and Phil Nolan for following me as well. And anybody else who happened to follow my live bet strategy, it worked for me and saved me from OBJ costing me a lot of shekels in the Super Bowl. And I'm uh, just fucking impressed because when you lay out a live bet strategy, there's no way to know exactly the way the game script's going to go, but this one actually followed it to a T. I, uh, I, I fondly uh, recall watching football with you and getting really mad when the script didn't unplay. <laughs> fucking told you. <laughs> I fucking knew that I needed to do this for kickoff. Yeah, yeah you know, the rest of the story unfolds. Um, yep. But Jeff, you actually could have waited. It went, the, the Bengals punted and it went 13 3. And that live spread must have been, you know, out of control, juicy. I think it got to 10. I don't think it got past 10. It really, I never, because the extra point kind of spooked everybody, huh? Yeah. I see. Literally. That, like, that would have been 11 and a half, maybe 10. But as soon as that, that extra point, and now you're only up 10 instead of 11, it's a big deal, as really, it turned out to be. Really weird that it never turned into a thing. Nobody went for two. Nobody needed to do anything extra. Like the Bengals didn't need a touchdown on the final drive. Like it's interesting. It all- it's interesting the way it works. If 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 they don't miss the extra point, and let's say the game plays out the same, the Rams only need a field goal to tie it rather than than the touchdown to actually take the lead. Does their strategy change? Do they play for the field goal? Of, of course. course it does, right? Oh, last thing about the Super Bowl. Let's move on. I thought it was very gutsy, even though you're very confident in Cooper Cup being able to sell a route and get the back shoulder throw against Eli Apple. And you're confident in Matt Stafford's ability to throw a good ball there. You're on the one yard line. It's second down. You're down by four in the Super Bowl. Eerily reminiscent of Seahawks versus Patriots Mm -hmm. down four with about 30 seconds left or, you know, a minute left. And they decide to throw it. Biggest interception of all time. And um, McVeigh looks down at his play sheet and calls uh, just basically a back shoulder throw. If Eli Apple can just be a better football player a little bit, turn his head around, not sell that, not buy that first fake of Cooper Cup. Good God, they could have thrown the ball away, be, thrown, thrown the game away. You're, you're on the one yard line with three downs and not necessarily any rush to score. They hadn't been running the ball great, but we're talking one fucking yard here. So I just thought it was a bold move. Bold call ended up being the right call, but shit, it could have gone pretty differently. Throwing the ball from the one yard line down four with a minute left of the Super Bowl. Thank you for uh, reminding me of my other Super Bowl crazy hit. The exact score of that game when Malcolm Butler had 28 24 pats. How about that? Had a hefty, had a hefty plus 12,000. Quick 1200. Love these exacts. Love the Super Bowl. Hope you had a great one, everyone. Yes. Speaking of speaking of people who did have a great Super Bowl, I want to give a big congratulations to a couple of our contest winners. Hey. Yeah. First of all, uh, one one last shout out for our regular season point spread champion, the big dog, a.k.a. Mike Mattisbacker, uh, picked at a ridiculously uh, great percentage. 
as well as our podium winners, Mark Robinson and Mike Morrison. Uh, two guys who actually had a better percentage, but missed. They both missed a week, respectively, which probably cost them the whole damn thing. So they've all received their gift certificates from Team LTD. And uh, thank you, Team LTD, for hooking up the prizing. So that's 200 to Big Mike, 100 to uh, Mark Robinson, and 75 to Mike Morrison. Yeah. And now a little show, a little shout out to uh, heartbreak to the rent boss leading the pool yeah. into the final week. Yes. Gets spit off the podium with some kind of tie break. Yeah. Not even a t-shirt for the rent boss. Not even a fishing. It, was, it was all or nothing. It was all or nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So shout out Fergus, Ontario. Yo. So we, we ran, if you listen to the show for the first time, we ran a contest with storyteller beverages. Uh, they're the makers of Storyteller beers, as well as Bees Knees and some bees other knees. delicious cocktails. Yeah, good shit. Either way, big shout out. They provided all of the prizing, over $1,000 worth of prizing easily, as well as all the shipping. And uh, they're just really easy to work with, great people. And also, the guy had a big Rams uh, futures that he made before the playoffs that I did convince him to take when he was looking for nice. NFC teams to take. I said Bucks and Rams, if I had to take two. Uh, he also hedged in the, the way that you're supposed to hedge where he took the Bengals spread instead of Bengals money line, nice. ended up winning both big shout out to the double win. Love that. He, the guy met storyteller beers, middle of the Super Bowl. You got it. You see the karma. He dishes out some freebies, some swag, bees, knees. Yeah. Mother Farver middles the Super Bowl, bro. That's got tough. the Rams at plus a thousand. When they were like after they lost the Niners, I think. Okay, uh, but our contest winner, the guy who won twelve cases of Storyteller plus some swag, uh, is Subi Mani Subi Maniz. Subi Subi Subi. <laughs> Apparently, it's Subi. Uh, anyway, so we got him in touch with Storyteller, and uh, yeah, big congratulations. Yeah, he, hockey, remember him? Oh, I yeah. emailed him. I wasn't sure who it was. And he's Dukes. like, Jeff, do you remember me? Dukes. Yeah, he was a chef at Dukes at Cleveland South Muskoka. And we used to order about 15 triple Ryan gingers every time they tried to last call us. And we were now the bar. <laughs> it was awesome. Triple. That's 45 ounces of alcohol, Jeff. You got it. And then like that's and then like me, Hawk, and Ashton and Brent Waits would all order them. That, so now we got 60 it? of those. Try closing the bar. <laughs> Uh, it was awesome. Anyway, big like shout out to Subi, who did take over from our boy Brent Sescon at the Super Bowl, where there was more weight to each pick. Subi, Subi. Uh, also, big shout out to our winner of so on Super Bowl Sunday uh, on our Instagram and TikTok account at Hughes Talking, we did a prize for whoever gave us the highest odds pick that would actually win uh, would win a free hoodie from Team LTD. And we got some great ones. Uh, Joey Krempa and Dewey both thought the game was going to go to overtime. Uh, that would have won, obviously. Uh, Joey got better odds on a different site, but I didn't fuck with that. So, Who cares? Well, we Whatever. Cut, it's all good. Cut the hoodie in half or what? <laughs> you know, I just said, I'll give you both a hoodie if it goes to overtime. All right. Uh, either way, a lot of high odds things. Jalen Ramsey interceptions. Um, you know, all this stuff. Only one hit. And it was actually kind of a half hit. But since it's the only one that even came close to hitting, I'm giving the hoodie away. Uh, shout out to Roddy Winchester, my old camp counselor and one of the funniest guys I've ever met. 
uh, Gunner, he, he said the Bengals would get a turnover on their first drive. Now they turned it over on downs on a fourth and one that didn't work out. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Dicey. But for a free hoodie and the only one that hit, I'll give it to you. That's a good Super Bowl pick. I agree. I agree. Okay. So anyway, congratulations to our winners. And thank you for playing all of our contests this year, everybody. It really helps with everything, all the interactions. And we hope you enjoyed it. And hey, who doesn't like free shit? All of our contests have been free. So God bless you. And God bless free shit. All right. And, uh, the bee's knees. My, one of my new favorite cocktails. Dude, it's really Absolutely good. Absolutely. Really good. Didn't know it was at, that- Ben's, at Ben's wedding, I had like 40 of them. <laughs> I couldn't feel my knees the next day. It was fucked. Um, okay. So who are the Bengals? And is there a team that's the Bengals for next year? Uh, Ooh, you know, nice. Your first instinct's probably to say there isn't one. All right. No, 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 no. But there could be. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to tell you here, what I'm getting into is that the AFC I would stay away from a lot of the long shot futures to win the Super Bowl in the AFC. AFC is murderer's row right now. It's going to be hard if you're not the Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Bengals, maybe the Ravens, Titans, uh, Patriots, and the Titans. Sorry, Huck, as well as the Colts, because they are a wicked team. We just named quarterback. You just named half the fucking conference. That's not half the league. That's not half. That's about seven. Run, run it down. There you go. Eight. There's 16 teams. Eight. Okay. Well, there you go. If, if I if, if it's not one of the teams I mentioned, I'd stay the fuck hey, away. By the way, Aaron by the Rod- way, unless Aaron Rodgers goes to that team. By the way, in case you forgot, weird Mike Math seven also half of 16. Yes. Okay. <laughs> weird Mike Math could be a whole theme of this show. <laughs> uh, yes, Huck. Don't worry. Remember the Titans. Shout out Vrabel, by the way, coach of the year. Oh, yeah. He got it. Yeah, he got it. Some guy cashed in a huge bet on that, by the way. Nice. And that's something we got we got to look at next year. We missed on that. Hey, we were talking Derrick Henry, all this stuff. We all should have laid the lumber week 10 on Mike Vrabel. That's what we should have done. Some guy put down a, uh, a 1500 or 2000 bucks on that. And he's watching NFL honors on his phone. And BR Betting's got his reaction. He won like 50,000 bucks on 25,000 bucks on that. Uh... When he was not anywhere close to the favorite of winning, it was like the Kingsbury Belichick, like looking so, like it was. So who's the next Bengals? You got one? I got, I got one. I think, but they might be like two years away. But I do like them to. I like them to win their division uh, as like the, the probably the biggest underdog. They just got the Bills' offensive coordinator as their new coach. I believe in their weapons. I like their secondary, but they're bad on O line and bad on D line. But Don't so are it. the Bengals. Don't say you know? it. Don't say it, Jeff. I like the New York Giants oh, to make some did it. strides did it, next Huck. year. I do. I really do. They're in a shitty division. All right. Uh, I, I just I think the I think the Giants also what do you mean they're in a shitty, they're in a shitty division? What do you mean they're in a shitty they're division? They're in a shitty division. They're they're in Dallas a division is a with... slightly above average team. The Eagles are a slightly I don't know what hey, the Eagles are. You show some respect for two teams that made the playoffs, Jeffrey. That is not yeah. an easy division. Not every division gets two playoff teams. You got the Washington Commanders. Yep. Who are uh, bad, exa- bad example. Bad example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the Giants. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking more along the lines of 
<sighs> I think the I think the Chargers are the next Bengals. Uh, that the Chargers, I got they were the next team I was gonna say. But like the Bengals, you got to remember, we're at the bottom of the odds list, basically. So the Chargers are kind of middle of the pack, but I think you're getting pretty good odds in them right now. I think they're around plus four thousand to win the whole thing. Worth it, worth a sniff uh, oh, with their, no, with you their know talent. What? Hold on, the Bengals had a shitty year one, didn't they? And then went to the Super Bowl year two. Well, Joe got. So hurt. We're looking for somebody that had a shitty year, right? That's what, what I mean. Like, like Houston, Houston. But nope. see, I knew who the quarterback was. Like. I don't think Davis Mills is going to lead. Mm. Also, Houston sucks. Like they're, they're, the rest of their team sucks. Like the Bengals. Uh, oh, oh my God. Joe, we we oh. knew Joe Burrow didn't suck. You know, it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the I got them on the list too. They're just in the wrong conference. That's the, like, how far can the Jags really go? You know, they're not going to win the division over the Titans and, and the Colts. I got two London games this year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the, like we talked about this just in the opening, where's Tom going? Why did he go? And is this all a plan to play for the Niners? Because let's just run this down quickly. Okay. The NFC is now slipped to the lesser conference. You know, the Rams, I'll give the, I'll give the Rams credit. They'll probably be really good next year as well. Not like dominant, but really good. They're not going anywhere. They got some depth issues that could hinder like dominance. Like I don't see them dominating the NFC. Correct. But they're going to be good. Bucks need a quarterback. I can't even see them making the playoffs next year. The Saints, for the first time in like 20 years, they need everything. They're a joke. They need some new levies. A lot of stuff going on in New Orleans. They need levies, a quarterback, and a coach. <laughs> and they got to get rid of Taysom Hill. Maybe make him a levy. But... That you got the slant king, but if nobody's throwing slants, then you ain't they, the they don't have a guy shit. that can throw slants right now. <laughs> the Lions haven't even started their rebuild yet. What does that even mean, bro? Okay, I don't know, but that's Wait, the they just won the Super Bowl, man. Detroit Rams, can <laughs> yes, you see that? True, it's true. Eminem performed the halftime, and but like they still Matthew got Goff as their the quarterback, they're still overpaying him. I mean, they got some draft picks coming up, but that's what I mean. They're about to go into a solid rebuild. So that's enough about the Lions, probably for a year. Cowboys are very happy just being a bit above average. They've been exactly that since Troy Aikman left. The Niners are good, not amazing, unless they get Tom Brady. The Vikings seem to be sticking with Kirk Cousins, whether by finance or actual one more belief. Year. One more they, year. Appear to, they appear to be happy to be average, at least for one more year. Cardinals quarterback, I think, is going to play for the A's. So we'll see how that goes. You believe that shit? That was posturing. No, no, no. I, like, I don't think he's going to leave the Cardinals, but I think within the next three or four years, the guy looked at what being a double sport athlete did for Deion Sanders, even though both of his franchises didn't like it and made him into a mega star. And he, he got to the World Series and Super Bowl. And does anybody right now remember or hate Prime for doing that? No, at the time they did. So I think Kyler Murray's people are telling him like, yo, you might get a little bit of hate right now. But within the next few years, if you want to play for the A's, it'll actually just make you a bigger star. Why don't you? And if he wants to, why don't you drop the baseball shit, Kyler Murray, aka fastest chipmunk in the league? The Super Bowl is in Glendale, Arizona. The last two years, the home team has won. There's some momentum behind this. All right, you get it. You got a good squad. These guys, yeah, they got a good squad. Room. They got those one game or two games before approaching Christmas. Like these guys. 
are certified. They had everything in place. Yeah. And they were blindsided by Cronky and Roger. But now you got Roger on your side. And they got hit by injuries. They got hit by injuries. Yeah, look at that. Look at all that shit that happened. DeAndre Hopkins, it's a big factor not being available. Um, anyway, Cardinals, so, you know, they're a good team still, but no dominant. There's no dominant team in the NFC anymore. I don't think Aaron's going back to the Packers. Even if he does, they're very beatable in home playoff games. That is now a pattern. You know, it's it's not just Rogers hate. He shrinks in big games. Hey, crazy. What if Rogers pulls a KD and goes to the Niners? Anybody talking about this? He's a Northern Cali dude. That's where he wants to go. Right. Like, but I don't think he wants to be KD. You know, go to the Warriors after they whoop you two years in a row. Hmm. Yeah, I, maybe. Hmm. I mean, does he does he even care about stuff like that? I don't know. I think this motherfucker cares about everything. And that's what I was. So it's a race to it's a race to the Bay. Tom Brady and Aaron right. Rodgers racing to replace a guy who was supposed to be the original replacement. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's full circle. And they're both from there. Both grew up Niners fans. And here's the kicker. The Niners should have been in the fucking Super Bowl, everyone. Okay? How about that? Yeah. So, like, what? I've never seen such eagerness to remove a quarterback that was one snap away. Two days. Two days after. Two days after they lost that game to the Rams. All right. Uh, Lynch and Garoppolo have had a meeting. And they're going to try to find him a team that wants to win. Well, newsflash, the team really wants to win. They're not looking for you at quarterback. Because as we've talked about in Truth of the Week, episode 65 in the NFL, don't go curb shopping for other teams' garbage. It works maybe one of every 15 times. It doesn't work. Okay, When the Chiefs gave up on Alex Smith and he signed a $70 million deal with with Washington, there's a reason... That a, a good playoff team is giving up on this guy. Okay. Anyway, you want to know where Jimmy goes? You don't want to know where Jimmy yeah, goes? Lot. Ready? I, Ready? You talk about your see him being carousel? Yeah. Where's he going? Hmm, all right. That fucking jawline. Is he starting? Stu- I don't think he's starting. Yeah, he He's starting in South Beach. Get this fucker on the other coast. Let's change it up. Born and went to school in the Midwest. Hung out on the West Coast. Let's get him bottom right of the country. Okay. As a Bills fan, right. I would love that. No, this guy just got to two of the last three Super Bowls. Why would you love that as a Bills fan? This guy wins. Te- this guy wins. Do games. you know what team he was on? You put if you put Jimmy Garoppolo on the Detroit Lions, they'd lose nineteen games in a season. All right. <laughs> I think I think he could go to South Beach Dolphins. Well, they just hired one of the funniest funniest coaches I've ever even heard of in sound bites. This Mike McDaniel guy it sounds like a stoner genius that What's I'd love name? to hang out with. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. That, yep. that bothers me, that name. <laughs> Either way, he called Tua from the private jet as he was taking the job and said, it's my job to make you great. So I don't see Jimmy G going there, but I would love that as a Bills fan because they'll be really easy to beat for the next few years. Um, Russ, hey, hey. where's Russ going? Oh, I thought you said Ross. I think they're going to make that guy sell the team. If you, you talked about tanking last episode, yeah, it was real. Those- so if they sell that team, how many fucking Colombian drug lords are going to want to buy the Miami Dolphins for infinite amounts of money? Not that they would let them, but yeah, you think about the relative worth 
of that iconic franchise. Like you can talk about inflation. You could just throw a three times the sticker price and still get the bites. Yes, we will see. We'll see. Uh, there's some real news for you folks. The Dolphins might get purchased by the Johnny uh, Tapia, Johnny Tapia. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Tapia. Bad boys too. One of the greatest chase scenes ever with the boats and the Haitians legendary. Um, the, the Hummer the, just driving through the yeah. favela huts. Like there's like, like they're cardboard <laughs> supposedly not killing anybody, but so what, uh, back, back to the headline here, what, what percentage you give Tom back in the league, seeing how obviously he's pieced together the predictability of the NFC. I don't know. How many dominoes need to fall for Tom to come back in two, five, 10 Trey Lance gets hurt. Okay. Jimmy G's traded and the Niners okay. quarterback situation. Like they're, they're sitting at two and two and with, with like, Someone we've never heard of throwing the ball for them. And there's CJ Beathard. CJ Beathard. Is he still there? I don't know. You got to be. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, there's public outcry uh, like to, to, to contact Brady, like John Lynch, call Brady from all the Niners faithful. Mm -hmm. And then we look on pro football talk and we see Brady would, would listen if Niners called him. And then boom, there we go. <laughs> I, I see. I see that as somebody else's terms. I see a possible Bay entrance before camp. I think the understands and appreciates the importance of that joining a team week four or five, you know, at Seattle or at Arizona, you know, is hardly Tom's uh, coup d'etat, if you will. So I see it happening well before that. If, if Niners or anybody, I, I don't see him as a hired gun. But uh, I put it at uh, 30%. 30% he's back. All right. We'll see. A couple teams looking to make moves for some big quarterbacks. The Carolina Panthers and their hedge fund owner. They he, he's, he's a pretty nuts and bolts type of guy. He's like, look, if we don't have a, one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, we don't have a chance. So let's stop fucking around with a Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater shit. Ooh, they could be Cincinnati. They could be Cincinnati if they get if they get a quarterback because they got the pieces besides and, and Jimmy G to Carolina. Oh God, that's <laughs> again. Is it, would you bet on them? Okay, Jimmy G goes to Carolina. You, all, I know you is that, all I know is that the guy was one throw away from the no. Super Bowl, and the guy was one play away from the Super Bowl this year. So yeah, you know the most simplistic thing I've ever heard about Jimmy G in my life. I've been hearing it for six years. The guy just wins. Well, that's great. His fucking general manager who loves him just shook his hand two days a day after the NFC championship game is like, all right, we're going with somebody else. <laughs> you you were, were one of the four best teams in the league. Congratulations. You're not good enough. <laughs> so it's not just me. All right. His own team's like, no, we can't do it. Even Carolina, though you get us close. Carolina's interesting. They're moving into South Carolina. They want to make a splash with the new stadium. They probably got the Super Bowl coming there one or two years from now, right? That's usually standard. I still think Deshaun Watson goes. That's where he goes. I think that's where he goes. Oh. He he went to Clemson, so they, they'll forgive a lot of his sort of less, less extra massage South Carolina. Bullshit. You know what I mean? Bring him home. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so, Mike, I put together a top 10 list of... Uh, of all of all everything to look forward to between now and week one, because the Monday super post Super Bowl depression hit 
hard. And it was Valentine's Day this year. The post-depression happened on Valentine's Day. I actually get sad mid-game. I usually get sad third quarter Super Bowl. I just, you know, if this time I was alone watching it, so I cried out loud. But usually I just go to the washroom for that extra long third quarter break and just let out a few tears because, like you said, long time. I, w- I, w- I wasn't crying because the season was over. I was I had a tear hoping that uh, someone had an extra MCL for Odell. <laughs> did you see? Did you see before your list to you? When Odell got hurt, some guy was on the field. He looked like the guy that puts the needle in the horse's ass right before Kentucky Derby. When, when OBJ came on, wasn't a doctor, had this earpiece in, looked like Cronky's henchman, <laughs> you know, just ensuring that he could do anything to fix this. Check it out. It was, it was legendary. Speaking of on the field, how about Hargreaves, the injured cornerback for the Bengals, costing them 10 yards? For uh, for running on the field, celebrating the interception in the end zone in his mm. flip flops and socks and shorts. All right, this is a pivotal part of the game. You just picked him off in the end zone. You started on the twenty yard line. No, nope, you get it on the ten. Three year, three plays later, you're punting again. Uh, what the fuck are you doing, bro? This is the goddamn Super Bowl, and you could tell he just wanted to get his face like in the camera because he wasn't just celebrating. He was actually like, you know, like mean mugging the camera classic douchebag shit anyway that that's, guy's that's on my back to that list. stuff yeah they, they were the ones looking for the spotlight bro the week before all right the top get this 10 list. things if you're a better or if you just like if you're like us and you really love football and everything else is just a football off season for me i like to go up to cottage country we do some flyboard stuff some flyboard shows and all that stuff with sws and that uh that's my two seasons. There's flyboard season and football season. But this should help stem the tide. The top 10 in order for me. And you can debate them all you want. Okay. Number one, the Masters. I know there's some other stuff coming up. But for me, that is the funnest thing to throw down some cash on. No Tiger this year. But uh, you know, by the way, speedy recovery, Mr. Woods. But it's a wide open field. It's so fun. It's just my favorite thing. I'm sure there's look who's talkers. I'm not alone on this, but follow us. IQ's talking and at weird Mike, we will be doing lots of golf bets, golf picks and futures for golf and all that stuff. Okay. Number two, the playoffs, obviously the two, two of the major sports left heading into the playoffs. A lot of fun uh, for NBA and NHL. We've got March madness coming up in uh, about a month. I don't know tons about NCAA basketball, but ever since Chris McElhinney threw two dollars when we were at Fanshawe College and made two thousand on twelve picks, oh, including baby. some kid from Northern Illinois shooting a three ball with about one second left, down fifteen to just lose by down twelve. Thank you, Northern Illinois. That was a fun day of weed and pizza. Uh, all right, number four, the Toronto goddamn Blue Jays not playing anywhere else but Toronto. Hopefully this year, that'll be fun. Uh, Brooke and I will be going on a couple of those games. Number five, the NFL draft. Hopefully it gets a little bit more exciting, but it's still the draft. I still love it. Honestly, it's hard to not watch. Number six, NFL free agency. Yes, it's that exciting, especially with his QB carousel. Where is Aaron going? He's single. He likes to talk to himself about himself. I'm sure his mirrors even punched him in the face. <laughs> uh, num- number seven, the British Open. 
one of the oldest golf tournaments in the world. I do have it ranked just above the players, the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open, which are the last three picks. PGA Championship players, U.S. Open. Is there a major soccer tournament this year? Yes, no, right? With, the World Cup is in okay, Qatar that's what I thought. The in the, the It's in November? Correct. Whoa. <clears throat> because um, you spent some time in the Middle East, Jeff. You went to Dubai. Do you recall what time of year you went? I, I was there in early December, December. early yeah, Huck, December, Huck December, right? First week of December. Yes. Huck went to the World championships as well. I yeah. shared that same time. And that, although very hot, was the coldest it gets that first <laughs> week of December. Huh. So they're, if they wanted to do it in the summer, they were going to have to concoct a plan to air condition the nation, essentially blocking out the sun a la Mr. Burns. And allowing tolerable conditions. We're talking 50, 55 plus here. Like, no joke. You know, you know no the very either. Dubai thing to, to like actually have as a game plan. It's, it's in you know? Qatar, Qatar, <laughs> Qatar, Qatar. Yeah. Same, same across the Gulf. Same, same, climate. same, but different. Yep. Correct. Um, anyway, they scrapped the air condition, the nation, Mr. Burns' evil plan and decided to move it with the permission of all the leagues into November. Well, wow. so there'll be a bake, break in the season. And we'll be getting the World Cup in November when the temperatures are tolerable. That's cool. See, I wasn't sure because I knew last year we watched the Euros. Like we were at the TJ's patio just in Muskoka, like almost like the pandemic wasn't going on. Just wear your mask to the tables. And then it was like a big party watching the Euros. It was awesome. We missed each other by about 36 hours in Dubai, Hugh. Yeah, I know. I was trying to delay my stuff just so I could get you in the air. They're like, where the fuck could this guy, can I go to get away from this guy? Okay. Uh, Good well, times, Huckster. And I, 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 you know, normally they're two years apart, so I didn't know that because of the pandemic. I knew they both got moved. And of course, the headline is Canada, a step away from qualifying. A step away. Very exciting a stuff. Step away. So there will be absolute pandemonium uh, next November with football is, around the world. Both when, NFL. When's the final? When's the final CONCACEF like qualifier? Like when do we it's find all, out if Canada makes it or not? Uh, in the next two months. Okay, final sweet. Piece of, sooner right. than later. Sooner than later. Uh, do you have any futures picks on madness, the Masters, even the World Cup in November? Anything for people to just take a you little ready? piece of this before we sign off? Stay away from DJ. Dustin Johnson's not winning squat the next few months. He's about to get married. If any of you follow his rocket wife, Paulina Gretzky, they're calling it the wedding of the century. Um, he can't help but be distracted. If this thing is even r- remotely real. <laughs> and, you know, um, so stay away from DJ, folks. That's the, uh, that's the advice. I'm all about Brooksy. Kafka is my new tiger. I pick him almost every tournament now. He's a warrior. And ever since I, ever since when Tiger won the Masters a couple of three years ago, Kafka, more than Molinari, was the guy I was scared of. Kapka. Sorry. Kapka. Kapka was the guy I was scared of. He was just a warrior. And uh, he's basically figured out the golf, at least for him anyway, it's pretty easy. And he just tries to go four or five under every round, picks out the holes that he can birdie. Kopka's my guy. All right. Uh, congrats to all of our winners. Huck, Daddy, you got a futures pick for next for next football year? Yeah, Titans. 
<laughs> God bless your consistency, bud. And uh, yeah, hard to pick against them. They just got to figure out some of that shit. And uh, Tannehill's got to step it up. Anyway, watch out for the New York football giants next year, folks. I'm not sure if they can win the Super Bowl, but at the odds you're getting right now, I think they can win their division. And what do we, what did the Bengals teach us? If you can win your division, you get a home playoff game. You get a home playoff game, you can win it. And then it's like a two-game tournament, and you can hedge the entire way. They're plus 10,000 right now, worth a sniff. Thanks for joining us. Uh, episode 122 will be coming at some point before the draft. Uh, thank you all for listening. Follow us at Hughes Talking, at Huck Media, and at Weird Mike, spelled Weird M-I-C. And thank you for all of you do all you guys do for organically growing look who's talking nfl to the behemoth that we are trying to become thank you all for listening uh when i get back to toronto i'll be sorting out some of the swag that we talked about at christmas and uh we'll get some swag up to you guys hoodies t-shirts let's farve and go giddy up see you later it's still trade day nigga ak nigga though i've grown a lot can't keep it home a lot because my frequent spots that i'm known to rock you hit a bass from the truck when i'm on the block ladies they pay homage but haters say Dre fell off how nigga my last album was the chronic they want to know if he still got it they say raps change they want to know how i feel about if it you ain't up on Dr. Dre is the name, I'm ahead of my game Still puffin' my leaf, still fuck with the beats Still not loving police Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease Still got love for the streets, reppin' 213 Still the beats bang, still doing my thing Since I left, ain't too much change Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still hitting them counters in them lolos, girl. Still taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DR. Since the last time you heard from me, I lost some friends. Well, hell. Me and Snoop, we dipping again. Uh-huh. Kept my ear to the streets. Signed Eminem. He's triple platinum doing 50 a week. Still, I stay close to the heat. And even when I was close to the feet, I rose to my feet. My life's like a soundtrack. I wrote to the beat. Street